Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. And we are here to uh, help you turn your mess into a message. Our word of the week this week is filigree, which is that ornamental work with like wire and stuff like that that you see on metal things. All sorts. I just think fancy when I think filigree. I think the same thing. Yeah. When I try to come up with these words of the week, I just try to think, what have we been doing? And I think we're kind of fancy. We are fancy. I I like that. We add a little decoration to everybody's life. Uh, People always come up to me and, well, not always. Frequently, people will come up to me and talk to me about the show and stuff like that. And I had a person today, or this weekend, came up and they said, oh, I love the show. I said, my standard question is, tell me something we need to keep doing and something you don't want us to do anymore. And the thing that they wanted us to keep doing, they said they love the word of the week. Yay! So, word of the week. Don't forget to give yourself your bonus points and write us. And thanks for people who have been leaving comments on the Facebook page and sending emails. It's nice to start getting that traction and getting a little bit of a conversation going. So I appreciate that uh, a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, uh, actually last night, I was watching TV and I was just kind of going through um, on the uh, little streaming device looking for some sort of something to watch. And I came across this documentary called The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. Now, Gary Shandling, for those of you who don't know, was a comedian um, back in the uh, 70s and 80s, 90s, and Didn't he have the Gary Shandling show? He had, it's Gary Shandling show. Yeah. Yeah, this was a very groundbreaking, weird kind of show, and he also did a show on HBO called The Larry Sanders Show, where he portrayed a guy who did a late-night talk show. Huh. Um, and so he actually quit being the permanent... Um, uh, guest host for Johnny Carson so he could do It's Gary Shandling show. So he always had this this interest in doing these kind of things. And, and I've always enjoyed him. And so I thought, well, I'll watch this this video. Yeah. And um, it, it, it went on to show how he was one of these classic comedians that makes everyone laugh, but inside is struggling with so much stuff. And it just made me wonder about, you know, me in my own life, I I try to make people laugh. I you try do. to be funny. You and do. as I, <clears throat> excuse me, as I see people make people laugh, one of the things as they were going through, they were taking old snippets of his early stand-up. And so much of what comedians, it seems like, do is make fun of themselves. They, they right. take their own failures yeah. and point that out because people like to laugh at someone's failures. When I look at blooper shows, people love to Absolutely. see people. America's Funniest Home Videos, there's always some guy catching a ball in the crotch. Always. <laughs> and people laugh. That is so true. Yeah. Is and true. so here's these comedians. What do they do? They do something where they fail. They have a, 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 a hurt. And people laugh. So that's what you're going for. So you just do that. So then you have to mine for that. And then I'm wondering, all right, are they only looking for the negative so they can get the laugh? Because that's the only place they've been able to find the laugh is in the negative, in the hurt, in the struggle. Right. Uh, I had a person many years ago tell me I needed to stop making self-deprecating humor because I was putting myself down too much. Right. And I didn't realize it. I Um, can see that. I can see that. How we... How we say anything about ourselves has an impact, mm-hmm. joking or not. So I can understand that comment for sure. Yeah, and that's why when we had Phil on several weeks ago and he talked about that I am, mm-hmm. that's been resonating in my head for just weeks. Thinking I'll say like, oh, I'm just, no, no, I'm not. 
Do you know what I've taken from you lately? You know how it used to bother me that you would say you're an idiot? Uh-huh. Or that we're all idiots? Yeah. I do that now. I'm like, Christina, you're an idiot. Uh-oh. And then I'm like, no, you're not. Don't say that. You're not an idiot. And then I have to talk about It's like this crazy back and forth with right. me for a minute. But it's so easy. It is. To pick up those things. And I still don't know how I feel about it because I do like the concept of being that idiot. Because mm-hmm. people say, oh, I'm that idiot can do it than I can do it and being that hope for someone but but I definitely guy? say that but they don't call me that guy they they say oh that idiot because that's what I thought who calls you an idiot the people in my head <laughs> okay but, yeah, that makes sense yeah, thank you yeah. that's where I was so, trying to get but I, I did that with my own sponsor I was like well if this idiot can do it I certainly can All right um but there's a connotation to that there is and it's not a good one no no I'm big on you know what words mean Yes. Without truly meaning that, I guess. Um, like, Say more about that? <laughs> you should see the look on Paul's face where like, what the heck are you saying? Um, just how when a person's talking and they're saying something, they know what they're saying, but the other person might take it very differently. Right. Like when someone says, I think you, versus, hey, I know you're trying to do this. Or, hey, I know you're making a good effort at this. Instead of saying, ah, yeah, I see that you're trying. Like, what you say makes a difference. Right. Those words in your heart might be genuine or or funny or whatever it is. But the way that they're taken and also what it kind of instills in you may be very different. Well, and it's putting that, just that, that repeating track over and over and over and I, I see like again going back to the comedians they're up doing their stand up and they do it you know one night and then they do the same show the next night they just Absolutely. keep repeating that and they just that's what they keep hearing right. and it it has to have some sort of a negative cumulative effect that just builds up and builds up and builds up and eventually you hear the lie enough you start believing the lie yes yes or I do anyway I think it's true for a lot of people I think it's shown in the way that we talk to our children Mm -hmm. the way that we talk to others you know when you continue to say the same thing even if you're just joking quote unquote that's still putting something into that heart you know I try not to say negative words to Roman me and Gage have a sarcastic kind of relationship but even then I'm like oh I wonder if he really thinks I mean that right and so there's just that that push behind your words that Mm -hmm. you might not see but Repetition, it does sink in. Yeah, I, I used to teach fifth grade, and I had a student in my my second fifth grade class that I taught, and I remember him very distinctly. Um, when he would draw, he couldn't draw without having a ruler mm-hmm. because he was afraid he would make crooked lines, and he always wanted to make straight lines. And I asked him, I said, "Why are you doing this?" Well, I can't draw. Mm-hmm. And so many people had told him, right? And and not meaning to say, "Oh, you're not a good artist," but you ask the question to the kid like, oh, what's this picture that you've drawn? Well, that says, I have no clue what this is. Right. And and so it's not whatever you thought it was, you know. Right. It's, it's not that duck you were drawing. It just looks like a scribble to me. And they hear that or, oh, yeah, this is nice, but you didn't stay in the lines. It's like, well, why bother? And, and right. that just builds up. And here he is, fifth grade, 10 years old, and he already knows. I can't draw. And it was such a huge moment for me at the end of the year when I saw him drawing with no ruler. He's yeah. just like making the lines and they're not perfect, but he was okay with it. Right. And I was I was able to crush that lie that he had believed. So with the comedians, they start to believe that 
lie that they tell themselves. Yeah. On every show. Probably. People are laughing. People are, you know, you're getting... Well, it gets reinforced. Yeah. There's, that's where I was going with it. Yeah. They, they constantly reinforce that. Yes, that's that's correct. That's the you. That's the that's what makes us laugh. Is, mm-hmm. And that's where your value is. Yeah. Your value is in being negative. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's hurtful. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it made me think about where my strength is um, and where where my torture is. What, what am I, you know building up in myself and what's breaking me down. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that last night as I was going to bed and I couldn't I couldn't process the thoughts fast enough. I thought, I need to write this down so I don't forget because you know, you get that sleepiness and whatnot oh, and yeah. it gets a little muddy and then I think, what was I thinking? And That's my and then as I start writing, I can't get the words to go fast enough right. to get to it. And then I, I, I started feeling negative because there's been times where I, I want to write this and, and say, okay, if I could just write this down, if I could just tell someone this story, I'll feel better at the end of it. Right. But there's so much. I can't get the words out fast enough. It's eating me before I'm purging it. And I feel I feel trapped by the words. And I'm so in love with words right. that that's where I go for my comfort. And when they fail me like that, it feels miserable to not be able to do that when when I feel like the words have failed me or are in the midst of failing me. Is it just getting the words out of you into some form? Um, Into specific forms. So, for instance, if I write into the void of the internet, Uh I can feel good about it unless it's a complete void. I can't just write it to myself. Okay. Someone has to read. One person has to read, which is why I love the fifth step in recovery. You know, share with myself, my God, and with someone I trust. It means so much to me to have someone hear it. Right. Uh, when I went through my divorce, I would write these things all night long, and then I would give them to someone to read. And I didn't ask for them to comment on it. I just needed to know someone else heard my words. And for me, I need to know that. So that's why I used to love Facebook when I was on Facebook because I could just write it and no one had to reply. I just knew it was out there. But if it's not, if, if I don't know for sure that someone is going to see it, then it doesn't help. That's pretty powerful, though, that you just need to be heard. Yes. You don't necessarily need to be validated. You Mm-mm. don't necessarily need advice. You just need someone to quote unquote listen. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yes. And sometimes that's all we really need is just that that ear or that set of eyes reading what we need to communicate. And so amongst all of your, you know, expressing and, and sharing, that's a profound deal. Yeah. Well, and sometimes when I write to someone, you know, something I'll just put, thanks for quotation marks, listening. Yeah. And and that just is my way of saying, you don't have to reply. You don't have to send me. You don't have to tell me. What I don't want is, oh, it's going to be okay. Right. So a lot of times I don't, I won't go to my family. Sorry, family. I know my family's listening. I won't go to you um, oftentimes because I know you'll get the hug. Now, when I want the hug, I go to you. So yeah. don't stop giving me the hugs, <laughs> um, please. Uh, right. But it's, I just know that I'll get that unconditional love. And then other people will just be like, okay, I heard it. Right. Right. And I've learned with certain people that I have to preface. I don't need your advice. Mm. I don't need feedback. I need nothing other than for you to listen and say, okay. And that's it. Because I learned a lot of people want to get advice, give advice. I'm one of those. 
you start talking to me, I'm like, and I'm trying to tell you how to fix your whole life. And so it's been quite a journey over the last few years of learning to shut up and listen. I don't know if I'm on that journey or not. <laughs> I know if I am. It's real early in the journey um, because I'm not good at, at shutting up. I always write the show notes. If you check the show notes out on our uh, uh, Mess It Up uh, podcast, uh, com. You can click on the show notes and it'll take you to the show notes. I write those notes and as I do, I listen to the show again and I write the notes and I'm like, man, Paul talks a lot of the time. We need to hear more from the lovely uh, Christina and our guests. I was kind of thinking about that though. You're the one that typically writes up our pre-notes. You can't see me smiling. So, yeah, the production notes. I write the production notes. I love and words. So maybe I should do that and see if it, it's different. You heard it here first, people. She is volunteering. <laughs> yes, that would be outstanding. We'll have to try that one. See yeah. if it changes kind of the We'll do that. Go to the show. I was yeah. talking about as we were kind of talking We won't through. tell you which show the switchover takes part in, nope. uh, but at some point it'll be a switchover. We'll see if it's seamless right. or if there's a noticeable biker chick stamp. Yeah. Yeah, that, that rev of the engine. See. All right. Don't we have a song of the week? Holy cow, we've gone way over. Yeah, it is song of the week time. You want to tell them what the song of the week is? The song of the week is Freedom Hymn by Austin French. So we'll be back after the break and talk about it. Stoic face right now. Well, I'm He's so serious. Nah. He's like, oh, she's ah. talking. It's always fun when I when I hush. I'm trying to be. You know, the last segment we talked about knowing how to hush, and that's yeah. it's a difficult thing for me. Yeah. So I'm trying to practice hush. All right. Mm -hmm. Not awkward for me at all. No. <laughs> this is why yeah. we don't do a video podcast. Right. It'd be really funny. Y'all we'll <laughs> would be going crazy right now. Um. So the chorus of this song absolutely, absolutely gets to me. This is the sound of chains breaking. This is the beat of a heart changing. This is a song of a soul forgiven. Mm -hmm. <gasps> oh, I get the feels mm -hmm. when I listen to that. The biggest one, because I'm such a heart-lovey person, 
is this is the beat of a heart changing. And isn't that what recovery is about? Yes. Isn't that what freedom in Christ is all about? Well, that's what I was going to say, Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. Is the softening of our hearts, the softening of our hearts to have that love and compassion for other human beings and not to be hardened. Right. Because I am super hardened. I'm still a little rough around the edges, but I was so hardened for so long before Christ. Sometimes I want to say those key Christianity things and it pops in my head and I'm like, I don't want to say that. Um, But before I started my relationship again with God, I was a very angry, bitter lady. And so I can relate to that heart changing because my heart is so different than what it was. It's not an angry little heart. Mm-hmm. It's a soft and squishy little heart. Yeah. And it's awesome. I uh, th- spent a lot of time listening to uh, Caleb and they'll play this song and they always like to do the, you know, behind the music and they have one on this and he talks about his... Um, father or grandfather being a preacher and talking and he says why do we have to sing these hymns all the time mm. in church and, and he said you know the hymns remind us and so that's what he said you know he wrote this because this is his freedom hymn this is the song that reminds him of his freedom in Christ Ooh. and I love that, that concept of having a song that does that because I remember being incarcerated and having a couple songs that we would sing that reminded us yeah um, there was a Stephen Curtis Chapman songs a song called Remember Your Chains and it mm. it just talks about those chains are, are broken and, and man can chain us and, and we can be locked in somewhere but Jesus frees our soul and, and ultimately wins uh, the battle. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes it can be very easy for me to get claustrophobic in life because I'm so in bondage to whatever and Jesus is that great anti-claustrophobia medicine. Yeah. It says, you know, I breathe the air of freedom and knowing my life is better off in your hands. Yeah. Man, there's just so much good stuff. The past is gone. What's done is done. Amen to that, right? Right. Holy mattress. (laughs) (laughs) Holy mattress. Holy mattress. I would have to use that one. Yeah. That's good, though, because I so long lived in my past. My past was my present because... I loved it around with me. Right. That's where I lived. And um, now it's it's gone. It's done. And I love that. Yeah. There's there's no there's no going back there ever. Um, yeah, like that, uh, the song that we do, I'm Never Going Back. Um, yes. It's so, that is what it is. Um, so I'm going to jump backwards a little bit, like I, I said, because at the, at the break, we looked at the time and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then we haven't tracked or, you know, followed any of our, you know, show notes pretty much at all. And we're running out of time still. And I'm going to go backwards before I go forward. So sorry. Uh, but the, uh, the idea of listening and you said, you know, sometimes you go in and you have to ask specific people or tell specific people, hey, this is, this. Yeah. that's a practice that my wife and I have tried to. Uh, adopt over the last several years is yeah. all right am i listening right now or are you going to want advice because that yes. will determine how i listen to the person if i'm just listening i'm not trying to think about it if and if they're wanting advice and i'm like okay i need to make sure i'm catching every detail and finding it but if i just need to be someone to hear right. and receive those sound waves yeah. it's a completely different attitude of listening and it's so it, it improved our relationship so much 
for yeah. both of us on both sides to know, okay, look, I don't need your advice, you know, I, or I don't want your advice. I might need it, but I, I'm not soliciting advice right now. I'm just soliciting your ears. That big word that is out there in every relationship, for me, expectation. Mm-hmm. When you set your expectations at the beginning of a conversation, it helps the conversation go where you need it to go. If you start a conversation, I've learned this with my husband. If I start a conversation talking about something in our marriage that is less than perfect, then I start off by letting him know my expectation of why I'm bringing this up, what I need to get from this. Um, That way, he's not shutting down, getting defensive, or looking for something I'm not even trying to bring into the conversation. And so setting those expectations is huge. In any conversation. Yes. Uh, and I try to ask my wife to do that because, you know, uh, I'm the kind of person, if you come to me and say, hey, I need to talk to you um, <gasps> after work. Oh, no. Um, don't hey, do that I need to, to talk to you next Thursday. Yeah, no. Because yeah, no, 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 all no. I'm doing now is like, oh, what have I done? What's going wrong? Freaking out. What's happening? Yes. And I, I just build this story up and now it's huge and, and letting them know, hey, it's, or, or I hate, really, it's not a big deal, but uh, I... If it's not a big deal, you don't need to talk to me. Right. You just want to talk to me. And so just, if it's not a big deal, tell me right before we talk, yeah. you know, because otherwise it just became a big deal in my little brain. I agree. Yeah. I am so that way. I've got a best friend of mine and she's like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And I know it's nothing big. I would know that. But I was like, uh-oh. And she's like, what? I'm like, I feel like I'm in trouble right now. I know I'm not. Because our relationship isn't like that. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, but I feel like it. Like my my physical reaction yes. to just those words was, oh, I'm in trouble. Right. It's like getting called into the principal's office. Yes. And anytime I got anything, before I got arrested, when I was keeping all the secrets, mm-hmm. anytime someone needed to talk to me about anything, right? I was like, uh-oh, here it comes. Because I was always just waiting for that, that yeah. shoe to fall. Right. And now it's not as big of a deal, but sometimes with people, it'll be, it'll still be like, oh gosh, what have I done? And some people are like, cool, they need to talk to me. Right. They have no idea what's about to hit them because I need to say words. Right. <laughs> well, and that's what I just try to retrain my brain because I feel it's from all of those years of waiting for the other shoe to fall. Shoe to fall. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Our next word of the week will be cliche. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> so bad at that um but i don't where was i going with that i got so wrapped up in saying the you right got because and here's what i got wrapped up when you talked about that i'm, I'm hearing the old cypress hill song insane in the membrane <laughs> oh, oh my boy. gosh where have we gone with this crazy. one crazy yeah crazy. well um i think it's important to listen i really yes. do and i think probably the most common feedback that i've gotten from people is that they love hearing us just talk. So talk. Yeah, so I remember what I was I saw say, her face. but I'll probably forget now that I'm trying to remember because that's how my brain works. Oh no, so it was so ingrained in me how to respond because I was always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was waiting for something bad to happen because I had done bad things. Mm-hmm. So anytime someone was like, we need to talk. I'm like, well, most of the time I don't remember if I was at a bar if I drunk text somebody, if I drunk called somebody, if I acted inappropriately in any situation when I was drinking, there was so much cloudy fogginess Mm -hmm. in my life that I just was so unclear. 
And so I think my brain's just wired now to automatically expect <gasps> it's going to be something bad. Right. And so now I'm in the process, which I think is what recovery is, is retraining yourself in a healthy way. And so now I try to, I have to coach myself, like Heather was talking about on the previous co- podcast. I have to coach myself into sane thinking. Like, no. And even if they have to talk about something that's negative, that's good. Confrontation is not bad. Right. Right. Yeah, you confront those problems, you fix those problems, and now you're you move on. a better person. Yes. Yeah. I, I got a business card in the door one day. I'm coming home, and, and it's a business card. I'm like, oh, someone was here, and it's from the local police. <gasps> and so my son did that. He's like, what do they want? And I was like, I don't know. Let's find out. I haven't done anything, so it's no problem. I said, the problem right. just coming to check on something or whatever or help out. And so I called, and it was no big deal. Yeah. because and, it, and I didn't let it become a big deal because I knew... I haven't done anything. Right. Now, before when I was doing stuff, you see that thing, it's like, out. look out, yeah. this could be ugly. Yeah, so. Isn't that beautiful to have a clear conscience, though? I love it. Isn't Go to great? sleep at night. Yes. Rest. Face people in the store. Yeah. Be able to have a conversation with anybody. It's, yeah, yeah it, it's tough when you have to, or, you know, have to. When I feel like, you know, I've got to hide. I've got to, yeah. you know, be embarrassed or turn around when I see that neighbor or, or, or whatever because I've done wrong. Yeah. yeah. It, That's it's a good the thing. Freedom of recovery. Ah, uh, that is nice. Hey, listen, we are um, out of time, so we're gonna go ahead and, and you know wrap it up here. We've got a couple places where people can contact us. They can obviously uh, go to well, not obviously, or I'd be wouldn't be telling you. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can go to our website, which is messituppodcast.com. and that has the uh, current show of the week, and then it also has all of our. Uh, uh, show notes and you can click and uh, we've updated now we've got our, our bios on there and they're the real bios what? when I when I downloaded this template for the website it had you know staff bios so we were other people for a little while but now we're ourselves I was other people for a long time which is fun Paul kept bugging me to get my bio done <laughs> and I did it yesterday you're welcome ah, so uh, so that's ready to go uh, mess it up podcast.com you can also email us if you've got general show questions or comments or whatever uh, to just anybody that's info at messituppodcast.com if you want to get a hold of uh, Paul it's bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com if you want to get a hold of Christina it's bikerchick at messituppodcast.com did you already mention we are on the Facebooks I did not yes we have a page on Facebook it is Mess It, it up, up Podcast. Podcast. Yep. So you can go on there, comment. We're on, we're on the Twitters. We are. Uh, tweet at us. Tweet. Use, when you listen to the show, what we like to have people do is use the hashtag TuneInTuesday because it comes out on Tuesday. So on Tuesday, I love to look and see those Tune in Tuesday hashtags showing up on the instant uh, uh, grams and, and whatnot. Instagrams. Yeah. Instagram we're on. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we do know that there's no the in front of stuff. We just like to talk like yes. cool nerds. We yeah. Do. We're, we're here. Hipsters. Uh, so anyhow, check us out. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, spread the good word. And we will see you next time on Mess It Up. Have a good one. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends. And we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess It Up.